Welcome back. Good to have you. Final hour of the program. By the way, five plus five seventy five is the odds on Christian Yelich homering again today. Getting some recognition in the betting realm because he's on a little bit of a tear right now. Just thought I'd throw that out there for those that are uh, that are betters. So. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, ben, Kyle says there's rumors out there that Jim Leonard could be, uh, uh, become a consultant to Brett Bielema. Have you heard that? I have not heard that. I can not heard track it down with some sources. Yeah, see if that's actually true or not. AKA search it on Twitter. <laughs> I do not see anything along those lines. I don't see anything either. I so would hate that now personally. People will say, that's the rumor. I heard it. And I'm like, where'd you hear it? Show me. You know, if you heard it from Fred down the street who's, uh, you know, drinking cans of beer in the garage and they're stooping it with a fire out front, uh, I want to know where Fred heard it from. Other than saying, well, that should probably make some sense. But, hey, it may be out there. Who knows? Um, uh, Marv says, are you going to uh, Stevens Point for the U.S. Senior Open? You're not going to be here. When's that? Uh, the U.S. Senior Open coming to, uh, it's the new, um, oh God, it's the new Century World. Century World, I think, is, is hosting that. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is. Do you know when? Um, got to check here. Uh, the Senior Open is June 29th through July 2nd. The end of June through July 2nd. You will be getting acclimated to your new uh, new yet old digs in Philadelphia at that point in time, I would assume, correct? Yes. Well, actually, I'll be acclimated. It's a quick turnaround. I have yeah. one day off, I believe. Is that it, really? In between, I drive home on Monday, two weeks from now, and start okay. on Wednesday. Oh, wow. So you get home, you unload the U-Haul, you drop the U-Haul off, you get a little sleep in, you unpack a few boxes, do a little laundry, and you're back at work. Pretty much, yep. The new home of WIP. So for those that did not know, that you now you know. Ben is leaving us here at the end of the month. Sad day. But, you know, again, I, I saw the post, but, you know, it's it's you know it's going back home. It's going to the station you kind of grow up listening to, and you wanted to work at, you know, when you get into this business. So completely get it. It's not like you're, you know, going out to L.A. or something like that. Oh gosh! Or we no. would say no, no. We're not. We're not going to have you do that. I couldn't you know. do that. Yeah, no. It's a, can't uh, stand in the way. Can't stand in the way of that. But you know, WFP, yeah, it's a destination, is what yeah. I would consider it. That station. There are stations in the country, uh, in the glory days of radio. KMOX is one. WLW is one. TMJ obviously was one. Um, that when you got to the pinnacle of your career, that's where you went. And there was a, a chosen few that had the ability to get in there. And that's where you went. That's where you would retire. Uh, and that's and, and that's WIP is one of those stations. You know, it's like WEEI up in Boston. Same thing. You know, uh, the fan uh, up in, it used to be that way up in uh, Minneapolis. You know, there's, uh, and like I mentioned, KMOX out of St. Louis. And there's some of those just big time stations that were just, the the place to turn in the region, uh, not just because you lived in that city, but in the region for information, for news, for talk, for everything that goes along with it. 
uh, for so many years. And the luster of radio has died to a certain extent with the advent of so many different, you know, media outlets now, whether it's online or satellites or, you know, uh, via your phone, you know, Spotify, Apple, to, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's still w, uh, WIP, still a monster station on the East Coast, without a doubt. So Ben is heading off there. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Jack. Jack says, uh, hey, guys, I don't believe that Pro Football Focus had it correct when they had the Green Bay Packers listed as 27th best in the National Football League. I think it still has a veteran group of leaders defensively. Now, whether or not Joe Barry can put them together, we will see. He says that I think Jordan Love is going to surprise people, and I think the offense still has veteran starters on the offensive front, and that's what it's all about, giving him enough protection to roll out, make some reads, and dump the ball and move the chains. Uh, I think they are going to surprise people. So, okay, let's let's do this for a second. Uh, you've got the, the, the Packers are rated 27. This is pro football focus, okay? The teams that are below them are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the Indianapolis Colts at 29, the Houston Texans at 30, uh, the Rams at 31, and then the Arizona Cardinals, which is completely mind-boggling to me. They paid Kyler Murray all this money, all this money. And the Cardinals graded out as the third-worst offense and sixth-worst defense in the entire National Football League last year. They were terrible. After solidifying the quarterback position, the worst. So that's the way it goes beyond the Green Bay Packers. Ahead of the Packers is Atlanta at number 26. The, their quarterback, obviously, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke. That's their quarterback uh, group. Um, their offensive line uh, is solid, even though they fielded one of the best run-blocking lines in football. They didn't put their quarterback situation together. But that's where they excel. Um their over and under prediction of wins is eight and a half. Ahead of them is the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Titans played a good game against the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Packers last year. Uh, despite the fact that they're listening uh, you know, to trade offers for Derrick Henry, he's still with the team. He may not need to carry the ball as much, but he's still with the team. But their offensive line, they had a mass exodus of talent this season. They let go of numerous guys. No unit was hit harder in this offensive line at their offensive line than the uh, Tennessee Titans. Already, they were the lowest graded pass blocking unit in the NFL. The Titans had to uh, let the likes of uh, Taylor Lewin, uh, Nate Davis. They let them leave, replace them with players who are still big question marks. They did pick up Skaronsky with the eleventh overall pick, but they got a lot of lot of uncertainty there. Okay. Packers have a very solid offensive line. And their defensive front, you would assume, only got better. The big question mark that the, the pro football focus said with the Green Bay Packers was the fact that their, their, you know, the middle of their defense was soft. Then you've got um, coming in ahead of them would be the Carolina Panthers. Their defensive front is solid. They can't stop the pass. Their secondary and such in pass rush is weak. Their quarterback, uh, they've got Bryce Young, who they feel is a better quarterback, ready to go, than a guy like Jordan Love. So the Carolina Panthers are ranked higher. You've got the Giants are ranked. I mean, obviously they can run the ball. You know, the, uh, last year Daniel Jones, the onus was not on him. It was on Saquon Barkley more so than anything. 
and head coach Brian Dayball leaned on that run game, rightfully so. You know, the Giants kind of, as they put it, bullied their way into the playoffs last year, and their run game could be even better if the young offensive linemen, Evan Neal and John Michael, John Michael Schmitz, I think is who he is, uh, if they turn out to be really solid. They're, they're back seven on defense, though, not fantastic. Uh, and we saw that in the postseason. They just kind of outbattled uh, the uh, the Minnesota Vikings and just beat them up. And they did just enough to win that ball game in Minnesota. But kudos to them. 22nd is the Chicago Bears. Their big strength is the run game. Their biggest weakness is their run defense. Whether or not Chase Claypool is going to turn out to be the real deal or not, we'll have to wait and see. They put a few weapons around Justin Fields. But Justin Fields, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert combined for more than 2,500 yards of rushing. So they can run the football. They can they can keep the sticks moving. But will they have enough defense to support what they're doing offensively? And will he be able to stand in the pocket more and throw the football? The Raiders are ahead of them, which uh, their biggest strength is Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and company. Uh, then uh, they replaced Darren Waller, who goes to the Giants, and the Raiders replaced him with Notre Dame's Michael Mayer, considered one of the best tight ends in the class. Uh, their defense, though, outside of Max Crosby, their defensive line lacks any real difference makers. And so ahead of them, that is the Denver Broncos. Uh, ahead of them is the New Orleans Saints, and it goes on from there. So are the Green Bay Packers placed appropriately in your eyes? in your eyes, um, for 27th best via Pro Football Focus rank in the National Football League, 877-867-1670. And, you know, do you give Jordan Love three years in the system a better ability? Um, than, say... Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young was taken as the top dog in the draft, do we look at Jordan Love and say you should have a higher expectation? You know, considering you also have a really good offensive line and you have uncertainty at the pass-catching positions, but the level of talent that is believed to be there should make you better. Now, granted, you're not throwing to Devontae, but then again, the guys that you've been working with are all there, short of the incoming. So, interesting. Interesting. Um, I might have ranked them a little bit higher. They've got veterans on defense. They've got a veteran offensive line. They've got veteran backfield. The areas of weakness, they seem to have bolstered. You know, they helped out Kenny Clark up front. Second-year defenders in Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Um, Lucas Van S to now work originally early on, kind of on his own with Angabari. But when you get the return of Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary then, barring injury, doesn't have to rush back into things and beat a man. He can work rotationally with those guys. It seems like they've got a little more depth there. Um, their secondary still, you know, somewhat of a question mark. And if Stokes can come back, there's a lot of ifs there. But if Stokes can come back from the injury, and play well, and Savage plays well, and then the two uh, safeties that you've picked up in free agency in the offseason play well, you, you might have something. I don't know. I don't know if I would have ranked the Packers that low. I Certainly, it's probably a, a space or two, maybe three, but the fact is 
Now, think about this. They're the lowest-rated NFC North team via pro football focus. Think about that. The Bears are ahead of them. The Lions certainly are, and so is Minnesota. And if that's any indicator via talent and question mark, are the Packers really fighting to stay out of the basement of the NFC North? Think about that. 877-867-1670. Find us, 877-867-1670. That, that's, that's a different thought than where a lot of us are at because we're thinking to ourselves, could this team possibly be really fighting for that top spot? Is is Detroit really claim that finally the top of the mountain in the NFC North? Is Minnesota capable defensively of being better? than what they were last year and keeping the offense rolling the way they did with so many come from behind wins on the arm of Kirk Cousins, who is a Jay Cutler, but less version interception of, you know, he will throw some, but not like Jay used to Jay. You always knew Jay was good for two Kirk Cousins. eh, He's good for one, you know, whether or not you catch it's up to you, but he can bring you back. He's got better abilities. Got certainly got better weaponry. So are the Packers, can the Packers compete with that realm? Or are the Packers really battling the Bears to stay out of the basement? Is that all it is? 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers, they're in West Bend, and Mother's Day is come and gone. And maybe you did or maybe you didn't get your mom something, and you want to get her something to remember you by, or something for a special memory. Maybe you go to Kane and Kane Jewelers for that. Or engagement engagement rings, Weddings are coming up in June. We all know that. If you want to get something for the bridesmaids or the groomsmen, they have that as well. They have anniversary rings, wedding rings, engagement rings. They have the earrings, rings of all type uh, over there at Kane Kane Jewelers. Let them rock your world, as they say. Again, located in West Bend, go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com and see what all the buzz is about in West Bend. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Hey, our friends, Mikey and the gang at Exit Realty. They're the ones that got me into my home and uh, have been happy here now going on almost four years. So uh, if you got, uh, you know, you're looking for a home, wanting to sell a home, an investment property, whatever it may be, get a hold of them. 414-243-1976. 414-243-1976. He's a biker, a straight shooter, and a good guy. I mean, uh, it was just, it was not only you know, working on the house proposition, but uh, get a beer every now and then, just kind of shooting shooting life stories together. He's a good dude. So uh, get a hold of Mikey as well. 414-243-1976. I highly recommend him as your next realtor, whatever you need. Good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Ben. Ben says, uh, there's no way that the Packers should be below the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears have been a cellar dweller for a long time. Uh, the Packers have more certainty than the Bears do. Uh, I would put the Packers ahead of the Bears. I can't totally disagree with you on that. What I will say is that it's also perspective from us Packers fans in the fact that we don't want to be in the cellar below Bears fans. So I get it. I understand it. Uh, I would agree with it just on its face that I, I think the Packers are 
a more well-rounded team. That I have no doubt about. I think the Packers have more depth up front. I think the Packers have better depth up front. Um, Maybe you give the nod to the Bears uh, when it comes to their ability to run the football because of their quarterback situation, but maybe that gap closes a little bit with Jordan Love if indeed he, you know, needs to go in that direction. But uh, but I, I'd still say the Packers, I believe, are going to be a better team. But obviously, we're going to find out at the beginning and the end of the season. The very first game and the very last game, these two teams are going to match up. The very first one down in Chicago, the very last one at Lambeau Field. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, so if you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Ben, do you, does it seem right at 27? I don't think it does. I think the entire crux of that point, if you're going to have him there in that article, is assuming that all of the moves made this offseason made the team worse or somehow losing all the players they lost, I think it's a better way to say it, is making the team worse. We're talking mm-hmm. about the tight ends and Cobb and some of the defensive linemen, which I, I just disagree with that premise. I think they actually got better. And I, I can guarantee you if Rodgers was back, Pro Football Focus or whoever would probably be arguing that the roster was quite good. It all has to do with the fact that it's no Rodgers. So then you say, oh, it's a rebuild, mm-hmm. when still I've argued that the players they've lost – weren't that good last year and are getting up there in age. And I think there's a better chance at tight end and other positions except for defensive line for the team to actually be significantly, right. significantly better. I agree. The D line, I they agree. just, they're not deep enough. And they weren't deep enough last year. And they lost no. to Ron Reed and Lowry, which, whatever. Like, you're not, you're not I, losing you know, Aaron Donald. I, that's just it. I don't think you're losing a lot. Uh, I think um, I, I like what Devontae Wyatt brought to the team at the end of the season. Uh, he he kind of opened some eyes. Like, wow, um, this, this guy's pretty solid. He was already solid coming into the league, but you kind of opened your eyes. And uh, you're, you're really relying upon Colby Wooden, uh, Carl Brooks, but really, more so than anything, you're relying on T.J. Slayton to take a step forward. He was a fifth-round draft choice a couple of years ago. You're, he's, he's shown flashes. T.J.'s problem is once he gets turned around, he's dead in the water, man. He, there were times where he would just manhandle people. And then another two, three series, and he was just nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. And in addition to that, you take out Quay Walker – and his ability to get off of a run block, which was just horrific. And that led to the accusation of being a soft middle uh, when it comes to the linebacking core. So you hope that Quay Walker takes that step, that, that second step forward. And the same thing with Devontae Wyatt, because if Wyatt and Quay Walker really begin to excel, let's just say they are what we saw down in Georgia a couple of years ago. If those two guys get to that, with Devondre Campbell, with Preston Smith, with Kenny Clark, it changes the complexity of your defense, doesn't it? it I mean, does. then all you're relying upon is Lucas Van Ness to be serviceable and the rotation of him and Gabari, and then once you get Rashawn Gary back, that changes. I mean, if those two guys step forward and support Devondre Campbell and support Kenny Clark, you go from a team that couldn't get consistent pressure on 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 quarterbacks, it was not great against the run, to a team that can get pressure up front 
just man-to-man, and in addition to that, would get better stopping the run with a secondary that if Joe Barry figures out usage, you know, because I think Savage is more astute to the slot than he is doing anything else, and, you know, obviously you let Jair be Jair and then, you know, Stokes be Stokes when Stokes comes back. But I I think then it becomes a, a drastically different defense if indeed those two guys alone take a jump forward. I think it goes from the top 17 to the top 13, 12 almost immediately. But if you can get guys better, if Jair is used more one-on-one, if Stokes comes back and is healthy, if, you know, Rasul Douglas and company kind of give you the statistics they gave you a couple of years ago, you know, a lot of ifs and buts. I can go through the old adage, but I, I think the potential for exciting defensive football in Green Bay would then be back. Would you agree? Yeah, I it changes the defense, but I still think the team has a depth problem. And, and oh, it that helps, I would agree with. It, it helps depth when when your supposed starter turns out to be good. But I, I look up front, and again, probably the third or fourth worst rush defense in football last year, and they lose guys I didn't think were all that good, yet they still, now they're relying on rookies. Or Jonathan Ford is, is mm-hmm. a rookie adjacent, but they're relying on dudes they drafted in the later rounds to actually contribute. Right. And you know injuries are going to happen there. So if those guys turn out to be good, the depth pieces, then I actually start to change how I think about the defense. But it's, a, Brooks, it's a depth issue to me. If the drafted guys in Wooden, Brooks, and Ford turn out to be anything, they will have a very staunch defensive front. If those three guys turn out to be anything at all, and you look more towards Colby Wooden, if you have, if it really, to me, your your roster may come down to Carl Brooks against Jonathan Ford, and then you've got the the other guys that filled in that roster, the the college free agents and street free agents and stuff. Uh, and you've also got, uh, what was it, uh, um, Chris Slayton as, from San Fran. If, you, if any one of those guys turn out to be, really solid, it changes the complexity of your defense. Because then all of a sudden you go, okay, wait a minute. Not only do they not use the 3-4 consistently, because they just don't. Most of the time they're in nickel, and then you're only talking about two down linemen anyway. So if you got Devontae White, you got Kenny Clark, and any one of the other guys turn out to be something, and Quay Walker learns how to get off a block, things have changed. Things will have changed pretty significantly for the Green Bay Packers, defensively speaking. That takes all the pressure off your secondary, all the pressure off your safeties to be great. And now it's just let them do their thing and just give them less time to have to do their thing. I think it could be really good. But, again, uh, I think the big <laughs> the big uh, X factor in all of that is people continuously point out, whether it's on the live stream or over on Twitter, is Joe Barry still running the defense. So what is he going to do? 877-867-1670. And I would agree with that. 877-867-1670. You wouldn't say uh, those things about ahead. the 27th best roster in football, though, which right. goes against where they were ranked. Like, I are, uh, okay, the defense, those are the questions. I argue during the offseason, the offense got better. And even with mm-hmm. Rodgers gone, if right. you just look pure roster and, okay, take away the quarterback position, but the quarterback position doesn't drop an offense roster-wise, say, from 8th to 27th. It's significant, but still, Mm -hmm. I I argue that they actually upgraded in all the places they needed to upgrade. 
and should be a better unit. People are just not, they're knocking the rest of the roster because Jordan Love is there. Now that Jordan Love is suddenly there, oh, now the receivers stink and they're young and they can't play. Oh, now we have questions about the tight end. Now the O-line is old. It's like if Rodgers was back, people would view that with the glass 80% full. Right. Is the breakout year coming for Christian Watson, a exactly. full season of health for Romeo Dobbs and Samari Tignan? No, I completely, I would completely agree with that. Uh, Merlin says, I think part of the thinking of the Packers are going to be better than most predicted because we've been relevant for so long with Favre and Rodgers. It's just hard to imagine anything else. And that's it, too. I, I, that I would agree with, too. It's just, they're just there. They, doesn't matter. It's kind of like Cardinals pitching. You know, you just figure they're going to churn out another pitcher that's going to come in and dominate and beat everybody up. and Except this year. Car- except this year. But that's the way we've thought for so many years. 100% agree. 100% agree. 877-867-1670. Want to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Hey, uh, the dust is settled. The snow is gone. The salt may be left residually on your uh, on your garage floor. And if you're looking to upgrade, clean it out, do the spring cleaning, you may want to just do it all at the same time and get it done and get it done right. Make your garage or your basement or whatever part of your living space, part of something that you can clean up, take pride in. That's through our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Call Sean and the gang from Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between. 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. That is Epoxy Flooring Done Right. And trust me, I had it done in my uh, in my bar, in my gym. Looks beautiful. That's one of the things everybody comments on when they come to the house. And I'm hoping to get uh, the garage floor done at some point this season. Epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Gotta say thanks to our friends at Point Brewing, uh, a nice sponsor of the program, nice addition. For the 2023 season. Uh, also, a friendly reminder they've got plans uh, if you're going to be in the Stevens Point area this week. They got a block party going on, the mega clothing clearance sale going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yoga in the beer garden starting at 10. Block party starts at 4, goes until 8. Uh, they've got the spicy tie bands going to be there. So uh, if you're going to be heading out this weekend, if you're going to be up in the uh, the area of Stevens Point, Point Brewing has their big block party going on all weekend, but this Saturday from 4 to 8, they're going to have all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff today, or all kinds of good stuff on Saturday. So if you're looking to go and uh, hang out, maybe do the uh, Spicy Thai Band, yeah, not a bad way to go if you're going to be near Stevens Point and up near Point Brewing. So thanks to them for being a part of the program. 877-867-1670, 1670. We were talking a little bit earlier about uh, the Packers and uh, their place uh, via the uh, Bill Huber article uh, from Sports Illustrated that is reflective of the Pro Football Focus article that says they're the 27th best team in the league, which puts them in the bottom five. And I think it's a little bit low, but I can't necessarily argue a lot with it. And uh, again, it's all speculation at this point. Uh, there's just there's so much uncertainty right now um who's this uh, this is from uh, this is from craig craig says uh, hey guys uh i just have a lot of excitement for this year's packer season i just want to see what these guys can do without the specter 
that has been Aaron Rodgers. I'm just really, really excited. I, You know, Craig, I will go along with you that I think that's the sentimentality of a lot of people. I don't think it's the fact that you're, um, you know, excited about what could possibly be a downturn, you know, in, in the Green Bay Packers. I don't think anybody's excited for that. Um, but for three decades, it was always, well, it's the Packers and everybody else in the NFC North. Well, it's the Packers, the top three to five competing for a Super Bowl. Now you don't know. So on one hand is the heaviness that is, oh, my God, I hope they're right about Jordan Love. That weighs heavy on you. On the other hand, everybody's zero and zero right now. You're as equal as the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. And if Goody is the man and he made the right choice with Jordan Love, if he made the right choice with the the new tight ends that he just brought into this system with uh, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, if he made the right uh, the right move, picking up Jaden Reed, if Christian Watson and Romeo Dub Dubs really come on, Samari Torres Torre comes on, Grant Dubose, and if if he's done all his homework and the and the weaponry around it, uh, you know Jordan Love is good and uh, you know a lot of ifs and buts, right? Oh, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, all that kind of stuff. Okay, but if all of that happens. Then there's this this level of excitement of oh my god this is great you know it's 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 beyond our wildest thought. So I get the anticipation, I get the excitement. It's a nervous, um, it, it's a nervous, yet optimistic or hopeful energy that you have as a Green Bay Packers fan. On the other hand, those who wake up every day. And the birds that are chirping are bugging the hell out of them. And the sun that's in the sky is too hot. And that glass of water that they're looking at is always half empty. It is going to be the beginning of the end of times as we know it. Everything sucks. Doesn't matter how good anybody plays because ultimately it sucks. Joe Barry sucks. Matt LaFleur sucks. Mark Murphy sucks. For all the people that call in and just hit us up every day and just say all of this sucks. Well, it's just confirmation that it's the beginning of the end and you were right and everybody else was wrong. And so whatever job it is that you do, you can go back to all your coworkers and say, I told you so. Then that's what that is. But I think there's a lot of holding of the breath anticipation for this. If that's, if that's a fair way to put it. 877-867-1670. Is that, is that, does that seem about right, energy-wise, Ben? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're in May, so naturally, nothing has gone wrong yet. Right. So even so, I think much will change when training camp comes and I would say notes of substance come out about the team and about right. how love looks. But yeah, yeah, in May, it's par for the course. You could say the same thing about last year, honestly. Whether it's mm-hmm. Rodgers coming back and how he's going to play and the receiving core and the rookies. Like it's, that's, that's an NFL off season. Um, Coach Plyo guy says, maybe we can think of it as in 2022, the Packers won that many games in spite of Rogers. I don't know if I would necessarily do that there. I mean, you look at the game where he played extremely well against Dallas and, you know, trusted Christian Watson and things flowed extremely well. And, 
always right with the world. Um, but yeah, I could say that, you know, the, 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 the poor performance and attitude going over to London, um, just to me, that was like the beginning of the end for the Packers last year. It really was. If I had to pinpoint something and say, this is where I thought the, that the, the Packers kind of went off the rails last year. That to me might be the, the true, that's when I thought things were going to start to to go bad was was last year. I, I just, I don't know. I, I never really got the sense that this team ever really was on the right path. And they got drilled in Minnesota, and you're like, okay, uh, bad game, bad start. First day without Devontae. Okay, we got that. Because remember, everybody was saying, don't worry. Remember, they're 7-0 without Devontae. No big deal. So now you got that first loss. You got the punch in the face. And then after that, you get the win over the Bears. Tough place to play was Tampa Bay. I get it. Then you got that that weird win over the Patriots. And I'm like, wow. Packers got the win. But it wasn't a good win. You know, and then it was leading up to that week that they were going over to New York, over to uh, London to face the Giants. And I thought, I still go back to the messaging. Matt LaFleur is irritable. It's got to be a work trip. We're not talking about going out and fish and chips and pubs and Guinnesses. And no, we're, this is a work trip. And then you've got the message from in the locker room and Rogers. I'm looking forward to hanging out with the locals. I'm looking forward to absorbing the culture two different messages and I thought uh oh uh oh and they could have won that game they just played so poorly but they could have won that game defensively wasn't great offensively certainly wasn't great and I thought oh boy and sure enough that started it five straight five straight losses of ugliness breaks the thumb in New York plays poorly against the Jets. The Jets just the Jets just manhandled the Green Bay Packers up front. You were in and out with Yash, in and out with Bakhtiari. Elton Jenkins didn't look good yet coming back. You didn't really have much tight end play. There was a lot of movement on that offensive line. Yeah, it just it, that never fun, it was functional. And then I thought, okay, you can get right. You know, if you if you get a win over the the, the you know Washington Commanders, you know, let's let's get you can get right. And then you went there and you lost. And then you lost 15 to 9 to Detroit. Your best showing was you gave us a little bit of hope in Buffalo because you thought, okay, maybe you can move the ball a little bit towards the end of that game. But going into it, it was just a, it was a shambles. But then you lose to Detroit 15 to 9. And I'm like, oh, that's done. It's over. Dallas, what a game. Then Tennessee manhandled you in the trenches and beat the hell out of you. The 40-33 loss to Philadelphia was somewhat of an apparition. You thought, that's it, you know. One in seven in your last eight games, that's you're done. But then they showed spunk. They had reeled off, what was it, four, four straight just to stay in the, in the running? You thought, maybe, maybe? No. So, yeah, I, I, I would say somewhat in spite of, but I thought that that loss to uh, 
to to the Giants. That was that was an ugly telltale sign at that point. Just was. Uh, 877-867-1670. When we come back, we're going to touch base with our own Ben Kenny. Today, what did we miss? Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Over the weekend, our friends Road Crew, the band, they uh, rock Smoke in the Water, uh, Smoke in the Water out there on Okachi Lake. And uh, they just announced, uh, put it on your calendar, August 11th for a rare Milwaukee appearance. Uh, Sneezy is coming to Smoke on the Water. Uh, they've got it up on their uh, their Facebook page and their website, uh, Joe's Smoke on Water at gmail.com. You can email, email them or Joe's Smoke on Water.com. But uh, if you follow him on Facebook, uh, Sneezy's coming to town, and uh, the band uh, is expected to rock the joint. August 11th, August 11th, they have that going on. So uh, they do a lot of music downstairs at Smoke on the Water. And uh, if you've seen it over on Facebook, it's just a beautiful setting on Okachi Lake. You've got the deck up above, all the garage doors down below, the big music venue underneath it. So good stuff from our friends at Smoke on the Water. And don't forget about Sloppy Joe's, the saloon and spoon on uh, Hubertus Road in Hubertus, Wisconsin, and that is just a good old-fashioned Wisconsin pub. It just, I love that place. Either place, you can't go wrong. Sloppy Joe's, smoke in the water, either place, you're good to go. All right, let's do this. It is time with our own Ben Kenny for What Do We Miss? All right, Bill. Banner, banner weekends. Uh, not much of this are going to have to do with the real sports, <laughs> which I take pride in. Uh, you, you touched on the John Moran thing to start, and that was obviously the big story. Right uh, now, it has delved into gun rights and things of that nature. It's just going so many directions, uh, taking away from the fact that you know he might be Instagram living himself out of the NBA, which is remarkable. Right. Uh, but I, I, I agreed with some of the notes you shared to start the show. Uh, we go over to to Texas to start. Jason Day, first win in five years at the Byron Nelson, leads yeah, he us won into. The Leads us into PGA Championship week, which mm-hmm. the headline of the day for all the sickos that love to check Thursday morning, the first guy to take the lead at the PGA every single year is none other than John Daly. He always birdies the first <laughs> hole before shooting a million. He withdrew today. It's a Oh, sad no. Day. Did he really? Yes. Have you seen him on his podcast lately? He does a couple of different podcasts. And... He he's gonna drop dead any day now. He just sounds bad. He looks bad. I, I just he has lived one hard partying, not given two f's life about anything. And you hate to say it because he's he he's so incre- he was so incredibly talented. But yeah, John Daly, man. Oh, I watched him. I, I was listening. I was scrolling through. I don't know what it was. 
and I, I'm listening. I set my phone down for a minute. I'm listening, and I was doing something. I hear this guy goes, oh, 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 and I'm like, is this guy dying? I turned over. It was John Daly. I'm like, oh my god. So John Daly withdrawing today. He was he was struggling to break a hundred at the Zurich a couple weeks ago. Yeah, which is I I will say last summer he was at the event here in Madison. Mm-hmm. I followed him all day. He, he's driving around the cart with the Hooters bag. Shot a 65, mm-hmm. which is remarkable. It's a tough course. So yeah. Still has the striking, but I, I don't know when the next time we'll see him play in, in a major will be. Maybe he, he might be in in the open, I believe. They have lifetime exemptions. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's going on. Uh, the, the PGA Championship up in New York. Apparently the weather's okay, which sucks. It would have been awesome if it was just disgusting and cold. Uh, this weekend, though, you had Live Golf Tulsa back in the heart of America, uh, capturing the, the hearts of everybody. The story came on the final day when many of the stars, like Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, they were all tied for the lead with four holes to go in their shotgun start. And because of weather and the TV window changed, the CW switched off the golf at every affiliate they have. They put on things including the Goldbergs, uh, Frank Buckley interviews, which I don't know what that is, <laughs> and skincare infomercials, Bill. They, yeah. just, they just flipped it off. It's yeah, like here. Because the infomercial is probably making them more money. Or if Phil Mickelson happens to be monetarily involved with the infomercial. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Just, they're just so bad. That, 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 whole, that, that whole thing is, yeah, <laughs> the, that whole thing's just an S show. No doubt. Frank Buckley interviews looks interesting, though, because this Twitter account posted clips of what it looked like on TV. Uh-huh. It's a riot. It's a, it just cuts to the screen that says uh, the following program has already begun. And then it cuts to this dude interviewing astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, that's good. Pretty good. Uh, and then good. a bunch of them will be in at the PGA. So mm-hmm. probably an entertaining week. Phil Mickelson defending his crown from two years ago, I'll note, because he didn't play last year. Right. Um, so that's going on in the golf world. Zadarius Smith was traded to the Browns this weekend. Yeah, how about that, right? Uh, we didn't even mention that. You're right. That was a good what we miss. Uh, remember, he was the one that claimed that, he, you know, the the, uh, the Packers quit on him and then turns around and says that, the, you know, I'm going to I want to leave the Vikings. He kind of kind of, if you will, quit on the Vikings. But yeah, traded to the Browns. That used to be the ultimate. You know, if you just didn't like something, that's fine. We're going to trade you. We're going to send you to the abyss that is Cleveland. Maybe they still are. Maybe they're not. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, Zedarius, gone. I think it was only for a couple late-round pick swaps. Like a six became a fifth and a seventh mm-hmm. became a fifth. And that's right. it. And they take the money, I figure. But Vikings are in an interesting spot roster-wise, right? monetarily. Because Dalvin Cook, they've said, might be the next to go. Yeah, they thought he might be out the door, too. Look for June 1st. Just I, Maybe the Packers need a need another Aaron Jones. Who knows? Um, the last note from the weekend, Matt Ryan is joining the CBS broadcast uh, team as an analyst. Across the board, on every platform, on television, on radio, on all of their... Uh, platforms, yeah, he is uh, Matt Ryan going uh, going to the booth. See ya. Done. He also said uh, he announced his new role on Twitter, but uh, stopped with a disclaimer that says, P.S. I'm not retiring. 
<laughs> Which, like, after the beating he took in Indy, and he gets yeah. this job, like, maybe you just should retire. Like, maybe. We still have not heard of Nick Foles' retirement, which floors no. me. Absolutely no. floors me. He's got a shot. Somewhere somebody could call. Oh, the He's Packers more money to make. Up, if we're being honest. Yeah. Freaking drafted Sean Clifford. <laughs> today was a good day. Good way to start the day. Brewers baseball coming up tonight. You got the... Uh, they're on the road taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Maybe we'll have some talk, uh, something to talk about tomorrow. Also, uh, we'll go through tomorrow uh, what the Bucks need to do this offseason, so we'll get into that. Who knows what Packers news there happens to be. So there you have it. That is, that'll do it. That'll do it for today. Time for us to get out of here. Back in 20. Until then, have a go. Troops!